Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of the Cyberbullies podcast. We're here at Mudbutt Studios. I'm Ken Noworski. I'm joined by Kyle Reesmandel. Dr. Kyle Reesmandel. Yeah, thank you. It's very humble. The honorific. <laughs> For anyone that missed previous episodes, they're up on iTunes and all your other podcasting sites. Please subscribe and rate us if you can. Helps out. Helps, um, and I'll go to the top of the charts of Lifetime Podcasts. Yeah, we got to be in the top one. <laughs> actually, I haven't even. Looked. I don't think I've searched. There's no other. Really? Yeah. I'm. Su- I'm actually a little surprised by that. Yeah. I thought. They, I think there's other like entertainment pods that like like kind of. Oh, do yeah. Them, I, it's not specific. I saw one that was like bad. A bad movie podcast right. that did a lot of Lifetime. Did you see my? So my friend Wit, he's friends with a woman who runs a Lifetime movies blog. I did see that. And did you see what the header was? The like the photo. <laughs> no. It was the no one would tell. It was the oh, same one. It? it was see? the same one it that is. we used. I know. I think we should just keep teasing that movie and never do it. <laughs> that's actually a good idea. <laughs> As if anyone gives a shit besides us. Uh, yeah, exactly. Part. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we're also on Twitter, uh, at CyberBulliesPod. We also have a Facebook page. We're now on Tumblr. And we have an email address, CyberBulliesPodcast at gmail.com. All one word for cyber cyberbullies. Yeah, I forgot what the Tumblr address is. It's CyberBullies. Yeah, I don't know. Podcast or pod.tumblr.com. So. Okay, cool. Uh, so follow us on Twitter, Facebook, anything else. Send us an email with any uh, questions or movie su- suggestions. We're, spo- we're starting to get some suggestions on Facebook, which is nice because just keep a running list. And if you send any, you can send any questions you want to the Gmail. We will yeah, answer them. we Lit- will. Literally anything. Please send them. We'll answer one personal question per episode. <laughs> All right. So just to recap, in episode two, we watched Thomas Kincaid's A Christmas Cottage, not to get us angry again. <laughs> Tried to answer some questions. Is Peter O'Toole actually alive in this movie? <laughs> Was this movie about art or Christmas or anything? Yeah. Mm. What is the only day of the year where the animals talk? It's all I could think about watching <laughs> a hobo's Christmas. When they're, they're on Christmas Eve, the night where the animals talk. I wanted to know. Please, someone write in and answer that. I really sincerely want to know. So we both hated that one, but it was I, I definitely liked it, and it was fun and fun to do. So uh, Anything to recap on Christmas Cottage before we move on? No. It was a okay. perfectly made piece of shit. It was. It was garbage. All right. So for this episode, we watched 1987's. A Hobo's Christmas. So this movie stars Bernard Hughes as Chance Grovner or Grovner? Yeah, I think Grovner. Grovner, okay. Uh, I remember him as the grandpa from The Lost Boys. He's in... so he, I'm sure he's in a, a yeah, lot of stuff. <laughs> but he's only like a star of a few things. He had his own... He had a couple of shows where he was a star. One was called Mr. Merlin. Okay. Um, and the description is on IMDb. Mr. Merlin the Magician is alive and well and living as an auto mechanic in San Francisco. in a garage is not exactly Camelot, but it's where I met Zack. I'm a wizard who works alone. Not anymore. Now they tell me I need an apprentice. And he's it. The Merlin? You have to be over 1,600 years old. Well, I do 30 push-ups a day and I don't eat fried food. Yeah, where else would he be? I mean, that's where they were headed, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, sure. In this movie? Yeah. Maybe that's the next step in his evolution. What, what year do you think that came out, based mm. on that description? 1971. Oh, oh, very early. 81. Okay. But it's like when they combine, like, here's a fantastical thing with a regular thing. Like, of you're course. a blue-collar worker and you're also magic. <laughs> and the picture is great, too. So, Gerald McCraney. Oh, yes. Plays Charlie. He's from, uh, he was a dad in Major Dad. Also married to Delta Burke, lest we forget. Nice. Is she dead? I don't know. Mm. They must have met at a CBX, CBS mixer, though. <laughs> <laughs> a battle of the network stars. Yeah. William Hickey plays Cincinnati Herald. Uh, you'll remember oh, yeah. him as uh, Uncle Lewis from Christmas Vacation. 
the blessing, that yeah. guy. Yeah, he's gr- he's great. He's the movie. greatest. He, he plays the same guy, but that guy is awesome. Yeah, he exactly. He's Cin- typecast as his miserable piece of shit. In that- Cincinnati Herald, he, uh, I have many questions oh, about his so life. Oh, so do I. Okay, I right. have a lot of questions. I'll Probably wait. similar I'll questions. Yeah, I'll wait, because the end is really important for him. So Yes. Before we move on, anything else? Okay, so, so this was directed by Will McKenzie. Uh, he directed a lot of TV shows, probably most prominently Reba, which made me laugh. <laughs> he's he's a uh, one of the one of the geniuses behind Reba, <laughs> the sitcom. People were clamoring for. People want to know what would Reba's what's Reba's life like, and is it funny? <laughs> I think both is answers it? are no. No, it's it's my accent. I need to change it. Why? Why? <laughs> Yeah, why? That's why. Is your dad listening? I know he's a Reba fan. He is a Reba fan. He never watched that show, though. Really? He's an odd man. He likes one... He'll like something, like, of something of a person. Like, he likes Kenny Rogers' music, but not his movies. He, like, refuses to watch his movies. Keep that thought, because there's something coming up about Mr. Rogers as well. Kenny Rogers, not Mr. Rogers. He can't wait. The gambler. (laughs) So the writers of this movie, uh, Joe Byrne... Or writers and, and story story credits. Um, Joe Byrne did the Outsiders TV series, which I don't remember. I, I remember it. Was it good? No. Oh. Well, so it, it's weird because Outsiders has been on like IFC or one of those channels a lot last month. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's a great book. And I'll watch it every time it's on. But I remember. So the outs, and I remember being excited. It was like early 90s This the show came out. Yeah. And I remember being very excited for it. And it picks up after uh, Dallas gets shot. Oh, it's after. It's not like yeah. a retelling. Yeah, so they pick up right after Dallas gets shot. It's like they show that scene as the open, and then it's kind of like their life after that. Really? Yeah, and I don't remember the details. Obviously, it's not none of the main act. I don't think anybody from the movie was in it because it was like 10 years later. Yeah, they had to recast, I'm sure. But uh, it wasn't good. It probably got a couple. I remember not liking it, and I was a kid where I would like anything, really. Yeah, but that was a good movie. You would think that's actually a good idea for a show. It is a good idea. And I like the idea, like, ooh, it picks up. Like, I get to know what happens. Yeah, right. But. Yeah, they blew it. Oh, interesting. You blew her. So, and the other writer is a guy named Joe Rosebrook, or sorry, Jeb Rosebrook and Joe Byrne. How could you forget those names? <laughs> and he's known for Kenny Rogers as the Gambler, Part Three, The Legend. How many of the Gamblers did they make? At least three. Is <laughs> it like a trilogy? I think there's more than three. Oh. You ready? Pee Wee's Playhouse will return. <laughs> This had better be good. Kenny Rogers returns as the gambler in an all-new adventure. And this time, he's going to change how the West was won. Whose side are we on here? I got a feeling we can kill on either side of this fight. Bruce Boxleitner, Linda Gray, and Kenny Rogers, The Gambler 3, Sunday, November 22nd. All right, people. Sunday, November twenty second. Uh, yeah, the anniversary yeah. just passed. Oh, the gambler. This is the thing. People will watch anything. This is this is completely the Seinfeld episode when they're trying to get a show, and George is like, "They'll watch it." And they're like, "Why?" Because it's on TV. Yeah, but there were there were were people clamoring for another gambler movie. It clearly, I, I will say this. I think you're right. Like the Sunday night movie was always popular. So when like sixty minutes wasn't on, they would show the Sunday night movie, or they'd show it after sixty minutes, maybe. Right. People loved it. Loved it. It probably twenty million people probably watched The Gambler Three. Yeah, more than anybody watches of any show. Not once, <laughs> more than Walking Dead right now. Not I guarantee. One, not one single comment on YouTube though. A little surprising. <laughs> I thought there'd be something, some hate for Kenny Rogers, but no. <laughs> ah. 
All right, Ken. We're going to have to get in the Wayback Machine. That's my favorite. Well, second favorite. Time to go back in time to 1987. All right. A Hobo's Christmas premiered December 6th, 1987. And I think you're going to do better than you think. Of course, because I know more about 1987 than 2007. So the number one television show. Can I make a noise as my guess instead of the name? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Camille. What the Camille? (laughs) Make fun of faces. Yeah, it's uh, the Cosby shows you might imagine. Oh, this just brings me back. It's so sad they don't play. They can't play the reruns. Anymore. I know. I mean, it's sad that he raped those people. Yeah. It's really what's sad. But I mean, yeah, I care more about my. Yeah, right. Of course, obviously. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's disturbing, right? Like, yeah. We we had this discussion at the bar the other night. Who would be the most disturbing person to find out was a creep? Well, we did like this, a criminal creep. We, yeah, we did this game about because um, I work with you know. A lot of younger people, like oh right, they probably yeah, have very so different. We were talking about the OJ trial, like when oh, he got yeah. out, right? And they were obviously just born or yeah. not alive or whatever, not old enough to remember it. Certainly. Right, they're babies. So we were trying to figure. Out, I was trying to explain like the equivalent if something happened now, and we came up with Michael Strahan, which I thought was pretty good. That's actually not bad because yeah. he's like very much. He's on Good Morning America. Yeah, he's, like, he's on every show. He was he, everybody he was a good loves player. him. He wasn't just a player. Right, everybody loves him. Like, wow, that's really. It'd be good. very shocking if he was involved with a double murder. Yeah, but what? Yeah, but he. Well, certainly a double murder. But he didn't he also like cheat on his wife? There was yeah, horrible... but like so does OJ. OJ was married more than once too. I, yeah, it's I guess like, you're right. I mean, you just didn't hear about it as much. Well, yeah, I get to guess the thing is today would be much more scandalous, or, or we, we would think less of him. I don't know if it'd be scandalous person. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, cause somebody said uh, Barack Obama. Yeah. Number one, that would be the most surprising. In the- yeah, I would definitely be surprised. <laughs> yeah, like it just doesn't fit at all. And Tom Hanks was the other one. Oh, God. Uh, right. right? Like, yeah, can you I, imagine? He, he could never do that. Yeah. He, he but w- you know you know it's possible. That's what's no, scary. No, I don't. Okay. He, right, he would enough. never do that to me. All right. <laughs> He's not going to do it to you. Well, if he does it to you, <laughs> that's a story. Do you have any idea what the lowest rated show of Ooh, 1987 single such... episode? And I'll tell you right now, you don't. <laughs> but because I went through and some, some genius on the internet has compiled the bottom 10 shows for a bunch of years. That's a great idea, though. It really, really is. Yeah. And so I didn't count TV movies and I didn't count reruns. So the the lowest rerun was Full House and the lowest TV movie was something called The Room Upstairs with um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It looked very, it was a Hallmark Hall of Fame movie. So, mm. you know, it could eventually get in there. Yeah, you never, you never know. know. Um, but it's something called Houston Nights. People are clamoring to know about what happens in Houston at night. Does it take place in the Astrodome? It's entirely set. Is Mike Scott in it? <laughs> He's one of the detectives. It's him and Denny Walling. <laughs> I just love... This is so 1987, like the guitar. Oh, they're there. They're in the Astrodome. <laughs> I swear to God, they were, they're in the... Look, look. Oh, wait. Uh, they, they literally pause on the Astrodome. Of course. Look, like, that's what everybody knows about Houston. Oh, I love it. Besides the space... Besides NASA. Michael Paré, too. Oh, from Eddie and the Cruisers? Of course. Michael Beck, whoever that is. Ooh, lifting weights. Ride courses. They never do legs, though, in the 80s. The only lift up for body. <laughs> what a stupid thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, everybody's happy. Here's the shocker. This was on for two seasons. 
Wow. I, I never we watched everything and I don't remember that you at know what all. It, it, what is a good idea for uh, in this you cut out if you want to save this for, as an idea for later yeah sure for a podcast is we watch shows that just had one episode and were taken off the air I, I bet, don't know if that's on something already. I bet that exists that podcast because yeah. that sounds like a thing that would be a thing yeah it's a great idea though <laughs> Not that I can't disagree yeah so Houston Knights <laughs> With a K, by the way. I was gonna say, I wish it was Houston Knights, yeah, like yeah. a time travel initiative, like where they go back to, like they find a time machine and they go back, like to where they're currently used, but they go back and there's knights there somehow, even though yeah, they even weren't though it's there. Like Native, it's, it's just Native, Native Americans, Americans. Yeah. but they're but they're knights. But they're knights. That's a fucking it's great like an idea. alternate reality. Yeah, they go back to. They're, they're, they're on Earth too. <laughs> I love that so much. Houston Knights. God, it, I I spent so much time looking at this today. <laughs> just I was just oh I forgot to tell you the premise. So a Chicago cop is transferred to Houston where he teams up with a Texas lawman. So it's like the you know like like the red heat city. like Belushi and Schwarzenegger teaming up to stop the mob. Yeah. Huh. Who else would you pick? Yeah. All right, Ken. This one again, Wheelhouse. When I looked at the top ten songs from this week on yeah. Billboard, it is unreal. It's a who's who. It really is of like great songs. One hit wonders, mm-hmm. just nonsense. Yeah, I, I, I obviously knew this game was coming. Of course. Uh, now I have an idea. I have a guess, but I think I might be a little early on it. That's all right. I, th- I'm thinking like Rick Astley, "Never Gonna Give You Up." I think you're but, a hair early. Yeah, I remember he that might being be like, like 88. 88. I remember when we moved to Wanakue, looking at houses and hearing that song a yeah. thousand times. It was on, the radio. on all yeah. the time. I would bet if I went like one more week, it would probably be on here. So this is the end of 1987. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Every late 80s artist is within a month of each other. Uh, I'll guess, I'm trying to think what album. It might be Madonna, might be Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, Two are... Houston references in a row. Yeah, you're right. You're in the neighborhood here. <laughs> this, Debbie Gibson or Deborah Gibson? So, no, but you're, you're on the right track. So okay. I'm going to count down the artists from June. So okay. Lisa Lisa, Whitney Houston. Nicole Jam or just Lisa Lisa? Uh, and no full force either. <laughs> Whitney Houston, Hart, Bob Seger, weird, um, from Beverly Hills Cop 2. U2. Okay. Madonna. Mm-hmm. Los Lobos. Mm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you know what song that yeah, is. Of course I do. Michael Jackson with Sade Garrett. I don't know who that was. That was like- That's well, Sade. No. Sade. No, no, it's spelled very differently. It's not S-A-D-E? No. I know who Sade is. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Yeah, because I'm you... disgusted. You thought I wouldn't know what that was. <laughs> I Fuck apologize. You. Fuck you. I know it's a holiday, so I'll let it go. <laughs> Whitney Houston again. Mm-hmm. White Snake. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. I was then Lisa Lisa Colt Jam featuring Full head Force. To toe. Lost in emotion. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, Head to Toe is a great song though too. Michael Jackson again solo. Mm-hmm. Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Billy Idol. Mm-hmm. Want to guess what dumb song that was? It wasn't. Uh, that one was later. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's after the big hits and before Cradle of Love. Yeah. Moni Moni. Oh. Remember he did that cover? Yeah. <laughs> Played at every bar with every drunk girl screaming yeah. the lyrics. Well, or Weird Al's version, Alimony, which I enjoy. <laughs> Double pun there. Bill Medley, I've had the time of my life. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, huge yeah. hit. Yeah. And then the number one, she was a member of a band who went solo. <laughs> you know, I hate these. I know. That's why it's fun. <laughs> Here we go. We'll, we'll do it this way. Oh, a little, a little BC. It's a great song. Oh my God, this is like, this is a time machine for me. Yeah, it's riding around your mom's car, probably oh. like I was. 
But this is a good song. It is. But it would also be like on Light FM. Yeah, right. It was on PLJ. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Did you see K Rock is now alternative it is. rock? Yeah. Some- I might drop serious and just listen to 93.3. Somebody asked me, like, what was K Rock before that? I was like, it was, it was and they were grunge. Like, yeah. Well, they were like, oh, it was a uh, pop hit. So I'm like, no, fuck you. Yeah. The last song after that was. And then Faith by George Michael, which I think domi- okay. I thought dominated. that was 88, but okay. Yeah, it's very end of Oh, yeah, I so. guess it's 87, December. Yeah, but that's actually a really good one. All right, last one, box office. Yeah. Winter. I, I have a feeling I, uh, I was, I'm really confident in this, but I'm going to guess Lethal Weapon. Oh, I believe that was a summer movie, uh, if I, I recall Because like, it takes correctly. place in Christmas. Yeah, you're right, I, but it's L.A., so it's not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, damn, I am so curious when that, that. No, that's it's a great guess. I can't argue with it. Counting down for number five. The Running Man. Ooh, good movie. Cinderella reissue. Ugh. Fatal Attraction. Great movie. Yeah. I was surprised that wasn't number one, actually. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Love that movie. Three Men and a Baby. I don't like that movie. I saw that in the theater with my dad when I was nine, and I, I was the one who wanted to see it. Yeah, I wanted to see it. Yeah, I told my parents. Why wouldn't we? I get to see one movie this year. Make it three men and a baby. Yeah, because I mean, why, we watch Cheers also. Why wouldn't I be children. interested in you know fatherhood and <laughs> not knowing who the father is? Like, why would I like that? I don't know, but we did. Fucking idiots! Yeah. So we'll take a listen to that. Vince, Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, Goots, Ted Danson, Jack, Whew. Angela. Whew. Boy, you look different. What happened? I'm dressed. That's it. That's is that Renee Russo? Three. No, Renee Russo. Not it looked like her. Yeah. To meet some incredibly perfect women. So many women. <laughs> so, so little so time. time. Now, at last, they're about to find that one. Is this Robert Loggia is the detective in that? Maybe it's not, but it's like a Robert Loggia type. If he's in it, he's a detective. Yeah. Of course it's a baby. It's your baby. No. I, I wanted to see that. I saw yeah. this trailer when, yeah. you know what I'm I mean? I'm in. I'm all in. I mean, I do like everybody in that movie. They're all em- they're all likable and good actors, yeah. like comedic actors. This is a good trailer. They cut this well. That's why we wanted to see it. I assemble cities of the future. I can certainly put together a diaper. I love Tom Selleck. Well, please tell me what the hell is going on around here. Figure it out for yourself. Are they always this strange? Yes. Since they got involved with another woman. Touchstone pictures. <laughs> I think about it. The movie is kind of weird. Three successful men living together. Yeah. That and, are all straight. And they can't get a paternity test? Was that, or what was it? They The, the baby got left? Yeah, they left it. And then they got involved in like a what a like hilarious a, concept like a drug ring. Yes, remember? that's right. Because Ted Danson was spoiler alert. Ted Danson was the dad, but he was yes. away. At, I know way too much about this movie. <laughs> For a guy who doesn't he, like it, he was away like shooting a movie or some shit. And Selleck and the Goots had to take care of the baby, and they get involved in like this drug ring where they hide the drugs in the diaper. Yes, how is that not a show? <laughs> Selleck and the Goots. <laughs> Yeah, this was the part that sold it. Good night, sweetheart. Good night. Three men and Was it in New York? I think it took place in New yeah, York. Yeah, definitely. Definitely New York. <sighs> uh, oh. That was a good way back. Yeah, it, 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 I knew it would be good. Oh, do you want to hear what people on YouTube thought about the re- they should reboot this and who with? Yes. I wouldn't mind. Channing Tatum? I wouldn't mind. Oh, good, keep going. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Ryan Gosling? No, but great guess. Uh, Justin Timberlake? No. But That's you- the movie, right? Those yeah. three? Because you have to have the different types. See, that yeah. to me is the thing is... So Channing Tatum... Maybe Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, today one? would be yeah, yeah. It would be much more diverse. 
Channing Tatum, James Franco, Robert Pattinson. No. Now, to be fair, that's, that's not the from movie. like a what looks to be a 19-year-old gay guy, so, well, you know. And to be fair, a 19-year-old gay guy in 1987 would have wanted those three guys. There's not enough charisma there. No, you need Pattinson some... Pattinson has no charisma. No. He plays a vampire he's, well. he's Apparently, he's good in that new movie he's in, but yeah, he's not the guy, right? though. No. No, you need you need a comedic actor, like a serious actor, and then like someone in between. Right. You're dancing. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> we should write it. I'm trying to think. Yeah, so... How hard could it be? Channing Tatum. Gosling could be like the serious guy. He he could be in the middle though, but too. you need a you need a comedy because T- Channing, Channing Tatum does comedy too. Yeah, but. who's on TV though now? Like like it would be like could make the move. I don't even know. Like uh, sitcom people from How to Met Your Mother, one of those. Oh turds. right, yeah, yeah, that you're probably you right. could gussy them up to be good looking. Yes, yeah. mm. <laughs> directed by Leonard Nimoy, lest we forget. <sighs> Fair enough. All right, all right. Let's do. This. Are you ready? I'm, you I, ready for a little hobo stew? This this was my choice, so I, I'm very excited. I love Spoiler, hobos. I love this movie. Yeah, I, I when I was watching it, I thought they know how to make a movie. Yeah, it's well made. Because well you know acted. what it is too is that we've watched a lot of turds. Like you can't. It's tough to go watch the turds we've been watching and then watch this and be like, "Ooh, these are good actors and it's, in a well made movie with a good." Plot, yeah, you're half like, an hour in, and the story's a third over. Like, there's no right. bullshit. Yeah, they it's cut just the like, fat. How are they working it out now? It's like a good hobo stew. No fat. <laughs> I hope you have the the saying written down. <laughs> it sticks to your guts or yeah, sticks to your I, I, kidneys. It's <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll listen to it. It can't uh, be hard to all find. Right. And with that, God. all right, you know this is going to be good because we open up on a moving cargo train. <laughs> I wrote down. <laughs> If you want hobos, this movie has hobos. Like it, they don't fuck around. There is no cold open. We're right in the middle of these yeah. stinky hobos. Just jump, off, just, <laughs> just jump off that train with these hobos. That's the clip I took for the last. The episode. only thing I'm I'm a little upset about is there wasn't the stick with the polka dot sack on it. I don't know what that's called. But this is why it's a good movie. I wrote down no bindle sticks because they're too cliche. <laughs> I knew you would do the name. Yeah, because I love that they didn't go that route. They, in fact, they take it seriously. They talk about how to be a they, hobo in the movie. Did. Like if you saw this and went, you know, I was this thinking was about a tutorial on how to be a hobo. Yeah, I feel if you were thinking about it and you saw this before the internet, you're out at the train tracks. So like you're like ready to go with your extra pair of shoes and the quarters in your heels. Just make sure you sleep with them on your chest. Yeah, yeah, not on your feet because. Is it easier to steal them that way? Like I don't know. I feel like this is never going to get. Done and why would thing. you? Why would you want them that close to your face? They gotta smell. Like if you're a hobo, does it matter? All right, so we open up on the cargo train where there's just a car full of hobos, which nobody's policing this cargo train. I guess it's kind of like Saved by the Bell, like where normally I bet the hobos travel alone or in small, very yeah. small, like one or two people. Whereas this one, had this like, was a uh, band of hobos. Yeah, this was the Bayside of hobo cars. Oh they were just God. all there, and they had all the types. It was like, a gaggle of hobos. Yeah, they had the Screech type. They had the Zach Morris type. They had AC Slater. They had the, the young woman. It was uh, it was very interesting. So we meet Chance, who is the main character. Chance, I forgot, Grovner. Apparently his hobo stew is legendary, which we learn more about. Which he tells you, so you got to be yeah. su- suspect. It's true. But he does a nice thing there where he tells you about everybody. He uh, does. How everybody's special and what they do. We also meet Cincinnati Herald, who's his hobo friend. Let's start out as friend. Yeah, there's something going on right. there. I, I want to dissect that later. Uh, well, Chan- but, but it starts here because... Cincinnati Herald is really upset that Chance is not going to be with him on Christmas. Yeah, Chance wants to stop in Salt Lake. They don't say Salt Lake City, yeah. but it is Salt Lake City because you see that on the mission later. Yeah, of course. But it's like Salt Lake City, Utah. He finds out his son is living there that he hasn't seen in 25 years. Which, how does he know? This is my first question. Right. How does he know? I have all these questions written down. Okay. Yeah, I, I have no idea. 
There's Cause, cause how would he know? How does he know where to mail anything? How is he that, getting that information? Because well, the de- Joe McCraney later says you you found us, but like how did he f- in the library or like I don't know. It, it was almost like like Grovner or uh, Chance says kind of he it was by like word of mouth because they like go to his old neighborhood right. and, the, and the hobos do have that you know culture or whatever right like they they that's how they communicate there's no you know so it's not impossible but it was very he found them very easily yeah it the beginning of the movie should have been him at the mailbox or at the or finding the address and dropping the postcard in yeah just to say like this is because i felt like this is not right yeah he just knew to go to Salt Lake. Like that's not a place you like. It is not a destination you normally go to unless you're a skier. No, guess. you go to California, which is what Cincinnati Herald. Right, is trying that's to... what Cincinnati Herald. Wants He's right. To. It's winter. Yeah. Go to. He wants to go to San Fran or L.A. or whatever. He did say he was a huge John Stockton fan, though. So he was like, "We gotta, <laughs> gotta go see the mailman. Gotta see this rookie point guard." <laughs> Extraordinaire. Yeah, he's playing with the mailman, and we all want to see that. <laughs> all right. So like I said, it turns out Chance's son lives in Salt Lake, and he wants to see him for the first time in 25 years. And then we meet Charlie, uh, who is Chance's son. We see he has a son and a daughter. He drops him off at school. You skipped one thing. I did? In the hobo car. Okay. There are two young hobos. There are. They're a man and a wife. Very attractive. Yeah, like, they were they were new hobos though. To be fair, they had no mileage on the face. No, they didn't. They, in fact, this is I believe a, this is their first hobo adventure. That's what I got out. All of right, that. all right. Because I was like, they're too beautiful to stick with this. Like, yeah, they, they like later in the movie. There's some bad hobo beards, and this guy had one of those bad like painted like yeah. childhood costume <laughs> hobo beards. It was not. It was not real at all. all right. I, I, it bothered me. I was like, all right. Because they, that was, they're the only characters who get introduced, and we really only get we get a payoff. But it, yeah, I didn't give not, a shit. Like yeah, I didn't need cares. it. So we meet Charlie. He has a son and a daughter. He drops him off at school in this amazing brown Dodge Ram van that just immediately brought me back to 1987. Yeah, and like just it really communicates everything you know about his character. Like he's angry and gruff. He doesn't give a shit. He's yeah. just like, get out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? For he was Christmas? a dad in 1987. Yeah. Right. That was re- real. That was reality. Yeah. Like you didn't care about your kids' lives or what they did. No. It was just an army. <laughs> You were building people to help you with chores. <laughs> I do. And if you're wondering if Joe McCraney wears a cowboy hat, he does. Yeah. Of course he does. <laughs> what else would he wear? So we, we cut back to Chance for a little bit. He has a band of hobo friends. Like, do they have a union, you think? Like, I... I they were like this, like we said, they're like this big group. Like, how did they, like, the, it was just very odd to me. I don't think, like you said, I don't think that's the way it really works. Yeah, they would communicate with each other with the symbols and stuff, but I don't know that there's that much. I, I don't know, actually. I, maybe we're wrong. But it, it seemed unlikely, but because they were like, they were arguing like old married couples. Yeah. Like, they just were at each other the right. whole time. Like, why travel with people that, I thought that's why you ran away to be a hobo. Exactly. That was what I kept thinking the whole time. You got Now you got Cincinnati Herald up your ass. Before it was your <laughs> wife, you ran away. Like, right. what is the point? <laughs> What is the point? No pun right. intended on Cincinnati Herald yeah, up your ass. I, 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 I didn't even mean to do it, but... Charlie is a police officer. He's trying to get off Christmas Day to be with his kids, uh, but he doesn't have seniority yet, and Sarge isn't having it, having any of it. I mean, that's part of being a cop, is you have to work on Christmas sometimes. Like, my dad was a police officer. Like, there was Christmases where... That was all I could think about was your dad, because yeah, he like, reminds me of your dad. He's like a he, tall guy was, with a mustache, yeah, he and he's complaining and like, about I remember, working. I remember, like, a specific Christmas. Uh, might have been 1987. <laughs> my dad might have been working, like midnight shift where he got home and then like was asleep for probably five minutes and had to wake up for Christmas morning. I just remember him being like so groggy and bleary eyed. Yeah, he just was like, like, yeah, it was the worst. Screaming idiot child. So we cut back to Chance who's taking a shower at the YMCA where she stayed the mission. But when he checks in, so the clerk is like very friendly, right? The first two people who step up, he's like, oh, hey, Mr. Who seemed to be regulars. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you're, you know, but he was trying to make it seem like the YMCA was nice. He's like, oh, your uh, power fat burn classes. It sounded like a class 
she would have today, honestly. Right, yeah. And then Hobo Grandpa comes up and- Chance. Chance. Hobo Grandpa. He comes up- Grand- and the, and Granddad. The, uh, granddad, sorry. Granddad. <laughs> the clerk does not even greet him. No. So, so the Hobo is like, hey, how are you doing today or whatever? No no response. He says it again. No response. And he's like, he like basically threatens him. What does he say? The quote, he's like, you know- Courtesy pays off big and it costs you nothing. He was yeah. like, he was like basically saying, "Like I'm coming for you, clerk." <laughs> it was very menacing, and the clerk's hair was very bad. And it was like a quarter for a shower and a dollar for this. Yeah, he ran and, down like yeah. the list. He's like, "Oh, we uh, we had to raise the prices for itinerants." I was like, "Oh boy." Like, or, I, I thought he said vagrants. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I yeah. But, but it, he was insulting the man. Yeah. He was did, insulting the Did you see the back of his hair, though? He had that, like, curly flip at the back. Oh, yeah. It was All right. very bad. I like that. I laughed for a while. <laughs> so he's taking a shower at this YMCA where there's literally 20 people in this bathroom just, like, it looked like the Chicago Bears locker room. Like, there, there were people <laughs> everywhere. It's a madhouse. It was crazy. I thought it was weird that Richard Dent was there. <laughs> It was also the steamiest bathroom in America. I, it, that's all it I think they had dry ice in there. <laughs> it was like he walked in and it was just 150 degrees. <laughs> it, was, it was like a sauna. Yeah, it was amazing. And he was loving it. He's singing. Yeah. He's the worst guy to have at the gym. He's the worst. This, I, these are the guys that are at Planet Fitness. That's why I can't go there. <laughs> just everybody's elderly, doesn't know what they're doing, and just happy. Right, right. That's not what the gym is about. No. no. It's like everything else. It's a job. Yeah. Go in there, do your business. And he's singing, and I I was like, if I wanted to get shanked so bad. Because it was so steamy. It was like Oz, you know? Yeah. Like where you just come in and just like, <laughs> quick, give it to him right in the chest. Or Adebisi back. was in there. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. <laughs> Chance decides he's going to go find his find Charlie at the police station. How does he know his son's a police officer? I don't know. I guess maybe he kept... Because he said... So a couple times they, they fudged the dates. So at one point he says he left 20 years ago. Another point, the Cincinnati Herald... Cincinnati Herald says 15. So it's oh. possible he might have been there recently enough to know what happened. I don't know, though. It, it's very strange. That's interesting. But what I really love about this whole sequence when mm-hmm. he gets to Salt Lake is that he can't keep up with the fast pace of Salt Lake. <laughs> Everybody's like gruff and in a hurry, and I'm like, "What is happening?" I'm sure it's got to be one of the nicest cities in America, like where people are just friendly. Yeah, they don't drink caffeine. Like, there's no way everybody walks. I'm sure there's no probably no traffic. Every single person looks at him like he's a piece of shit. It's spread out. Yeah, the the police officer, the clerk, everybody in the service industry is is a piece of shit. It's so weird. You are right. That is so true. They treat it like New York. Not make Salt Lake a. The place to be. No, it's very strange. And Nobody no, had jazz stuff on. The music or the team. No. Yeah, I. it was just very weird. I didn't understand why they made it so fast. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but you're totally right. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, come on, buddy, what do you need? I'm like, this is Yeah, you're New not York. very Mormon. It's not a newsstand in New York. Like, if this is, like, if this is fucking Superman Quest for Peace, right? <laughs> I would have understood. <laughs> it's true. All right, so Charlie goes uh, to the hospital, drop off a Santa suit, which I don't know why they don't have their own Santa suit, but whatever. Uh, we made his girlfriend. I forget his girlfriend's name. Linda or something, who is a nurse. She's thinking about taking a job in San Francisco. It's a promotion for her. While at the hospital, Charlie gets a call that his dad is at the police station, and Charlie does not look pleased to find out. But the, what I didn't understand about that, or what I found, okay, what I found both a real and authentic, but also weird, and I think what I love about this movie is Gerald McCraney's emotional journey. Yeah. Like, he he legitimately comes to grips with how he feels. It takes yeah. the whole movie. He's a good actor. Yeah. He's like a he's so bottled up for the whole movie, and then by the end, you like feel like he found something, like he did it. Even though I don't necessarily like the way the movie ended, yeah, but me neither. The girlfriend is one gets a job offer at a big San Francisco hospital, of course, <laughs> right? Why not? 
and it's more money. And little does she know, and it's a better job. She's gonna have to deal with that earthquake in two years. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say Pedro from the real world. <laughs> she really dodged the bullet there. No spoilers, but yeah, right, guys, that would have been a disaster for her. And. But I'm like, just move to fucking San Francisco. You don't like it here anyway. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. They have no ties to Salt Lake. He, besides, just, he says early in the movie or later in the movie, we picked up and just moved west. He, yeah, they just picked Salt Lake. He got a job. Couldn't he become? He now he has a couple years on the force. Couldn't he just become a cop in San Francisco? I'm sure it's better pay. Or, or as we learn, be a woodworker, which is what he wants to do right. anyway. He wants to be an independent business owner. Why not there? With more people and more like hipsters yeah, that who, love who homemade a, furniture. Exactly. Who gives a shit? Why he holds? This is what I hated about this. He holds her back because he's emotionally stunted, and I did not like that. Yeah, you're right. right. I mean, this is still the time when the, the guys called the shots. I know, but it's so. It seemed like they were building to not that because they were so like it, like the they built the, the relationship seemed like it was more fair than that to me. I agree. I and agree. then it wasn't. I was like, but she, yeah, right, does, we'll get to the end. Right. Yeah, but I was I was surprised he didn't go like, yeah, take the job, we'll go. And then when the dad comes, that that's the tension, right? Like they're leaving, he's leaving. It, I don't know. I felt like that was a better movie. But you're right. All right, they meet up. They meet up, and uh, there's some animosity there. Charlie's like. Let's go. I'm giving you a ride back to the Michigan, uh, Michigan to Mich- to the mission, like because I don't want to deal with you, basically. Yeah, but because he, he comes back to the police station, and there, so when we get to the police station, there's two like punks yeah. sitting there, and they don't like the hobo either. No, why? And the desk sergeant doesn't like him either. Why would those two punks care? They look at him like he's. How do they know he's a hobo? Well. See that to me seems fairly obvious. Okay, <laughs> I mean I know he took a shower, but yeah, you know that he's got some issues. Oh, okay, but they look at him. He's very polite, and he sits down, and they look at him, and these guys are like dressed like '80s punks, like cut off leather vests sure. and shit. Why do they give a shit? <laughs> I just, I they were so nasty. They were just dragged off the mean streets of Salt Lake. Yeah, right. Somebody saw them drinking a, a Mountain Dew. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> You're going to jail. Go to the clink. <laughs> so we find out on the ride when he's bringing his dad back to the mission. We find out Charlie's wife has died. The dad wants to meet his grandkids, which I don't even know how he has grandkids. How does he know anything? Word of mouth, I guess. Like, I, whatever. Yeah, but did you notice, too, when they walk out of the police department, what kind of cars they had? No. It was all Chevy celebrities. <laughs> of course. Like, why wouldn't it? Is that the only car they made? That Chevy? Toyota, that and Toyota Supras? No, like the two cars that were on the road at that, at oh, that time. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it competed in the, like, Honda Accord, Toyota Camry <laughs> market. I, the Reese Mandels had a Chevy celebrity, so don't worry. Wow. Free Subaru. Yeah, my dad wanted a Camry, and they didn't have any in stock, so he was like, fuck you, and he went and got a celebrity. <laughs> it's the same car. We we showed them. We got the shittier car. <laughs> the door locked. Did he at least board. get the LE? The that's limited a, edition? That's a good question. My brother inherited it. I'll ask him, because he eventually drove that car. He's still driving it, isn't he? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> God, it's a death trap, I'm sure. It, was, right. it was an 87, if I recall correctly. But Probably. anyway, man, that might have been an 85. Anyway. I'm sure it was gray. Absolutely. <laughs> it was definitely gray. I don't know if they made another color. Maybe beige. Well, just the ones in the movie, which were like beige or, or white, maybe. Eurosport. Family value from Chevy. Way to go, Chevy. 
So Charlie drops him back in the mission and heads home. His house is enormous. It is a mansion, basically, on a policeman's salary. It's Salt Lake. I, I, this is the reason not to move to San Francisco, I by know. the way. That's the only reason. Did you notice, too, when they left the police lot? He just tears out he of there. Does. He does. He doesn't even like let him close the rubber. Door. Yeah, he almost the falls still, out yeah. of the car. <laughs> Chance almost rolls right out of there because you know nobody wore their seatbelts in 1987. Oh, yeah. Not a hobo. He rides fucking train. Do you think he's going to put on a seatbelt? <laughs> the train with Give the door a break. open. December, Utah. He would have been happier than the trunk. five degrees. <laughs> but he tears out. He's so mad. Yeah. He's so he mad. He drops the hammer oh. for sure. Uh, with a celebrity too, by the way, which, you know, not easy to do. Not easy to drop the hammer. Also, so we, we see the kids again. They are really obnoxious. They're I, awful I children. did not. But again, this is why the movie's good. I know. These kids were not TV kids. They no. were just kids. They were obnoxious. They were so freaking obnoxious. The boy, Bobby, a piece of shit. little shit. That's what I wrote. <laughs> I hated him. The daughter I could tolerate. So then we're back with the, This movie does jump around a little bit. We're back with the hobos. Can't this movie just be about the hobos? Can't they have a spinoff with just the hobos? Yeah. Like a Hobo's New Year? Oh, like they do one for every holiday, like the Gary Marshall yeah, movies? Yeah, like, like just a Hobo's about Valentine's them, Day. Now, like, now we've introduced you to these characters. They're going to have their own thing. I would watch that movie with the boxcar hobos. Yeah. And they go city to they city. They do anything. So like, they, like they're in it Milwaukee. Could be like a television show. They're in Milwaukee for Valentine's Day, right? <laughs> yeah. Why Milwaukee? Why not Milwaukee? They're in Salt Lake City. It doesn't make any more sense. It's true. That's where Cincinnati they Herald's really pick, from. They like, B cities. They never go to like LA or New no. York. They can't afford that. They just go like Fort Lauderdale and San Antonio. So this is right at the moment, at least in my notes, correct me if I'm wrong, where the kids are being little shits yep. and then he, he goes downstairs to work in the- Yep, you're right. Okay. Yeah, so Charlie makes furniture on the side. Seems to be like a hobby more than a yeah, business. Yeah, it's more of a hobby. And and like the thing is, like he seems like a busy guy, but this guy has no time for his kids. But he has time to make this elaborate furniture. They're like, Dad, when are we going to get our trees? Like, I don't fucking know. I'm going yeah, downstairs. I'm going back to Whittle. I'm going to spend 19 hours building a table. Yeah. But we can't get a Christmas tree? Yeah. What's the problem? I don't know. Do he's your shopping. He, he, he's definitely not Major Dad he's, in this movie. No, he he's bottled up. He is mm. bottled up. So this is, I have in my notes here. Charlie's kind of a dick. <laughs> so this is, I think, my favorite scene of the oh, movie. Okay. So I know what mine is, but I thought this might be yours because he goes downstairs yep. and his girlfriend Lori. I looked it up. Yep. I, oh, Lori. Okay. Comes yep. downstairs to talk to him to to figure out why he's so upset. Because she's like she's an excellent girlfriend. Or she fiance. is. She's very kind. She just him. like comes down like very I tolerant. understand. Yeah. She's like trying to understand his situation. And she deals with his kids and she's just nice. Yeah. And he's he just can't. I'm gonna roll it back a little. Yeah, he doesn't even like acknowledge her at some uh, a certain point. Well, this is why I enjoy this scene. Right, yeah. <laughs> the end of the hobo. Sorry. I thought he'd ask him to stay. <laughs> of course, the tree whistle. Here. Hi, you had supper. Supper. Yeah, I had something at work. What do you think? Charlie, it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, if business keeps up this way, I might just hang up the uniform and do this full time. Ex-steel worker becomes successful woodworker. I started a little Sounds early. Sounds to me. John, I was going to get to meet your dad. Well, he thought wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, shit. Uh, he thought I was going to invite him to stay for Christmas. Yeah, well, what's wrong with that? Good question. My father and I don't need to hurt each other all over again. Oh, Charlie, you said that was a long time ago. Which is exactly where it's going to stay. It's not your family. Oof. Apparently, she wants to be part of it. Yeah. 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 Oh, Too bad he can't. Yeah, no, really. I didn't tell the kids. He doesn't even say sorry. 
No, he's well, not sorry. Bobby and Kathy have a right to meet their own grandfather? I sent my father away. He didn't answer my question. Yeah. Don't shut me out. He basically... Hey, my father and me, okay? No, it's not okay. It's better. Oh, you sure don't make it easy for me, do you? I'm trying to get to know the whole Charlie. I mean, how can we ever talk about the future if you're so unwilling to talk about the past? Bubkiss. Staring daggers. Yeah, he basically should have just put walk headphones on. Those kids upstairs have a right to meet their grandfather. This is it. This is my favorite part. like a woodpecker. Good night, Charlie. <laughs> just nothing. How does she tolerate this he, he mustachioed man? Faster, it just keeps going. Oh my god. She's just staring at him. He's just not even looking at him. Just hammering oh away. Oh my god. What a jerk. It, told, it reminded me of the Will Ferrell dinner sketch. Oh my favorite. Where, where thing they're ever. they're banging yeah. the plates of the floor. Drive a Dodge Stratus. They're just all quiet, just banging it. Turns out that I had accidentally taken Jeff Peabody's keys and he had taken mine. We, we really had a long laugh. Mm, I thought that's who took them. Will you ever let me finish a damn story? <laughs> I, I just assume that Jeff I would Peabody... love to finish one damn story. Your stories are lame, Dad. You don't talk to me like that. Shut up. You don't talk to me I like that. I cannot believe I am a division manager. Voice. That is very important. Do not raise very your voice important. at me or you at don't Garrett. talk to Do me like me, that. Dad? People Do are you... scared of me. Why would anyone be scared of you? I hate you, you big fat turd. so hurtful like he just is going out of his way to not respond and and to hammer that thing like in the way that like your parents do when they're angry yeah they can't take it out of yeah you. they bottle everything in yeah. he's so bottled up oh so she does struck a nerve strike a nerve with him because he goes and tracks down his dad chance and brings him back to the house so we see the first odd scene of chance is sleeping with his shoes on his chest <laughs> I really still don't understand it's not clear to me either, but... It, we kind of talked about it, yeah. right? But it was funny. So this is where it kind of got strange for me. So Charlie gets up the next day and goes to work and just leaves his kids with the, with Chance. Yeah, he, what is going on? See, I thought about this a lot. I do think he trusts them in a weird way. Why? Why? I don't know. He survived on the rails, Ken. You he doesn't he, know this think guy. Think he can't handle the house? He could be, he's, he could be mentally... He could be crazy. He hasn't seen him in a quarter century. To be fair, his best friend is How, what is Harold. What what does Chance know about watching children? Well, he had a kid for a while. What if they have a peanut allergy? Oh, good point. But this is 1987. That All right, or allergic to penicillin or whatever. <laughs> I feel like you're grasping here. I don't know. I don't. I didn't think it was that he bad. He gives him no instructions. He, he's like Bobby has hockey practice. Uh, Kathy has piano practice or whatever the hell she. I does. think it just reflects the values of the day. Like kids are in charge of themselves. Yeah. Like you fuck you. They were you kids for get, sure. Get but your still. shit together. Yeah, your dad's a cop. Uh, all right. I don't know. It didn't bother me as much. I know. And I, I guess you're right. I'm thinking of 2017. Yeah, that w- it would never happen now. Never. Right. All right. So the, the door asks him, what's a hobo? Chance answers, a man who works. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we're both hobos. But these, ki- these kids ask the right questions. What's a hobo? They're, why the do you, put the, why do you awesome. put the shoes on your chest? Yeah. The questions I was asking. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes, I'm in. <laughs> 
So Chance takes the kids to Bobby's hockey practice. Daughter asks him why he left, and he says, he does not, again, give a clear answer. He said, there were too many changes for him. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I, I thought he was going to give it to him straight, and then he didn't. No. It, could, it felt like, oh, here's where he's going to like really explain himself. So this is my, my favorite part. Oh, okay. okay. And I, I should have told you to cue it up, but we can look for it. Bobby is skating and takes a vicious cross check oh, to the oh, back. Oh, he gets run over. And they cut to the to Chance and the daughter who are laughing. They're hysterically laughing at his misfortune. You could tell they were laughing at it like something else. He got drilled in right in the back. It was so great. I laughed out loud. Good question. Bobby, right on it. He's a piece of shit, but he's yeah. right. He gets sure? run <laughs> over. So good. I have my thoughts on what kind of type of player Bobby is, too. Think of it this way. Long time ago, there was this man. You. Is this an answer he gives her? She's Listen. right on it. Growing up, there wasn't a thing in this world that I was afraid to take on. Never did less than well in anything I ever tried. I was a salesman, a traveling salesman. That's true. Came a time for change. There's too many changes for me. That's it. That's all he tells her. How much has your father told yeah. you about me? What? That's not an answer. It feels you. like Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, he like he's like trying to like tell him stuff without telling him. Bobby and I knew what you looked like right yeah. away. Oh. Boom! He just <laughs> <laughs> laughed right at him. <laughs> he can't even get up either. <laughs> oh, Bobby got a concussion. Oh yeah. well. I think he's like a uh, Claude Lemieux, Sean Avery type player. Oh yeah. And the big kid just had too much of it. Yeah, just he gets under your skin. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the same r- thing. Random, but but no talent either. He could skate a little, but yeah, I was actually shocked they he could skate so well. Yeah, I but. didn't know if they cast him just simply for the ability to get on the ice. Uh, so the next day, they uh, all of them go to pick out a Christmas Christmas tree at the rail yard. Well, remember this is why they went to Salt Lake, right? Because the hobos are allowed to work where they sell the trees. But why did he- are they the middlemen? Or do they cut down the trees and bring them in? No, I think they're unloading them. Oh, remember okay. they show that one oh, scene where right, the guys okay. are like running an auction illegally? <laughs> Christmas trees? Yes, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I wish my mom this whole had to get a tree from hobos. I would have loved this that. This whole enterprise is odd. Like, yeah. uh, and why do, they, why do these two momos know so much about Christmas trees? They know every type, the quality. I guess because his dad was like a salesman, maybe he has. Is it like, because like they know about woodworking, so they know about oh, that's Christmas good, that trees? makes way more sense. Yeah, I think you're right. I didn't even think of that, but yeah. Okay. It's at least I don't. It didn't feel inauthentic to me. It did seem like these idiots would know that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. So the next, <laughs> they're back at the house, and this is my tied for my favorite part of the movie, where he shows Bobby a hobo knife, <laughs> <laughs> which was a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. The Simpsons are riding the rails. Cool, a dead hobo. Morning, folks. What are you going to do to us? Now, don't worry, I'm not a stabbing hobo, I'm a singing hobo. (gasps) Nothing beats the hobo life. Stabbing, folks, with my hobo knife. I was hoping he, <laughs> I was hoping he was going to pull out a spork and call that a hobo knife. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look at my hobo knife. Yeah, here you go. Look, I can eat mashed potatoes and steak. Oh my god, that was the the, the, the tree too. The tree picking out was just. <sighs> what? What's your issue with it? It just like the grandpa comes in. He's trying to be apologetic. He wants to be. He wants to be part of their lives or right. whatever. And which I get right. Like, and then he starts being a dick about the tree, yeah. like for no reason. Because like, he was the expert. Yeah, he he's thought. like, I'm I'm past putting a price on Christmas. Yeah, because you have no money. That's what I, was, that's what I wrote. Like, also, I have no money except shoe I, quarters. I, I, <laughs> so I thought being a hobo was not caring about money anymore. Yeah, because you have different. You have to trade sex on the on the rails <laughs> with Cincinnati Herald. I don't know. I sincerely don't know. But he acts continuously through the movie. He acts like he has money. Yeah, he acts like he is like he's like I want to pay for that. It's a wad in his in his shoe. Like uh, maybe he did. The dad should let him pay for it. Like why not? Why not? What's he going to spend it on? A hobo stew stick? Or uh, you, know, you know who she, we should have asked to be on this episode with us? Oh, no. With Cincinnati Herald, the Topeka Kid, Biloxi Slim, and especially Omaha John Bosgrove. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote those down, too. You're um, gonna, you're gonna love my game later. <laughs> I'm very I imagine excited. we're gonna find a celebrity that worth of Omaha John Bosgrove. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oh, we come God. to the part where was the problem I had. I had the biggest problem with was they're making hobo stew in the backyard. He's showing the kids you had the how biggest to make problem hobo. with this. I did. Interesting. All right. As you know, uh, as you know, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Okay, I, that's what I thought you were going to say, but I was still curious. Yeah, I, I'm not like like super, but like I wash my hands a lot. Like I thought it was weird that you were wearing a surgical mask in here. <laughs> like I'm not like a, a a maniac about it, but uh, you I bo- like you sanitary. Border, you border on mania, right? So they're making it now. I understand when you're a hobo, you have to make it in a garbage in a garbage can, but do you have to make it in a garbage can when you have access to other things. Yeah, where do you think the flavor comes from? I mean, it, I know is, it was the 80s and it was a different time. But this was the scene that I remembered from when I saw it well, the first time. how could you time. not? It, it, it stuck in my head that hobo stew. Just like was, the hobo stew sticks to your sides. <laughs> sticks to your ribs. Yeah. Gives you energy. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. I mean, it seems very unsanitary. There, there's no lining in the can. But it, they're boiling it, it. They're boiling it. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I uh, I, love, I love that it's the classic aluminum trash can too. Like, it, oh, it was. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the the can did look brand new. Yeah. Well, of course they they didn't want you to think what you were thinking. It, it yeah. did look new, but you know. And the kids thought this was the the time of their life. This they thought this was the greatest thing ever. I guess it kind of was. Like was because it's almost like um, like making s'mores or something, right? Like you go in the backyard, <laughs> you're lighting a fire under a trash can. I don't know. You do know what I mean? It felt fun. I don't know. They were having fun. As long as you don't hide your sausage under your cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud at that, too. I was like, oh, boy. This is uh, all not right. good. So they, they eat the hobo stew, which Major Dad was not too happy about. He's like, ooh. <laughs> he made his, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he got your reaction. Made, this is made in a cra- trash can? <laughs> yeah, no, he goes, we're having hobo stew. He's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the son's like, we made it in the trash can. He's like, ugh. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna take this downstairs and uh, yeah. let your dad, uh, let your granddad try this first. <laughs> I cook hobo stew outside in yeah. a garbage can. <laughs> well, I'll just uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Charlie. Charlie. I'll just go I'll preemptively shit my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's only one toilet in that house too. I wanted to take it to him. Daddy 
want to talk to him. How do you know? Because I know. No, why? All you do is ask questions. You're such a geek. <laughs> At least I didn't hide my cabbage under my sausage. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Yeah. You're yeah. such a geek. At least I yeah. had my character. Yeah. I laughed out loud at that part, too. You're such a perfect. geek. Yeah, it was so perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I wrote. He is such a geek. Okay. I was trying, I could not figure out. Oh, my God. So this whole, like, in the beginning, like, they want uh, Charlie to play Santa at, at the hospital. He doesn't want to do it. Which, you know. Right. When he goes to, when he takes him to dinner downstairs, though, they have this conversation yeah. about woodworking where they, like, they both want to Yeah, they're have both a, good at woodworking. Yeah, and they both, like, want to have a business, it seems like. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? So the grandpa explains how he was a salesman, and then the big stores pushed out the traveling salesman, right. so he became a hobo. Right. But I'm like, now you want to be a woodworker? What do you think is going to happen with woodworking? <laughs> Bob, Bob's store is going to come in an Ikea. It's not like that's like a thriving- They have like a good foresight to Jesus Christ. Like, uh, Yeah, I, you're, you're right. What, are you going to be a typewriter repairman? Like, but I'm like- I. They were. I didn't know that was happening all the way back then, where the big guys were starting. That must have been the beginning. I mean, it seemed like so. That would have been pushing out the salesman. You mean? No, no. That would have been that happening in 1962. Yeah, yeah. Because death of a salesman is from 1954. <sighs> so he's Willie Loman. But I'm just saying. Be, like the, but the, instead of killing himself, he becomes a hobo. Right. The, so the big lots were coming in all the way back then and pushing out Main Street. I don't. I don't think so. No, that's a horse. That's shit like idea. a '90s. Yeah, but I guess if they were talking about it, it was a reality in some. Places. I'm sure. I would bet that like Sears is pushing out the traveling salesman, man. right? Man, <laughs> salesman. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Just gibberish. I I think they're being pushed out, but it's not like the. Uh, like a Walmart situation, right? Then. That's what I think about. Yeah, but no, but he's talking about Sears and like, Roebuck. He's yeah, he's just talking about the creation of the malls and the stuff that's yeah. happening in the '60s where people are leaving downtown. Okay, that's fair. Can't, can't say that's downtown fair. either. Jesus Christ, that's fair. this is what happens when I'm teaching. Sales you, just, man. you get you get into these little ruts. You can't get out. <laughs> so Charlie was going to play Santa Claus, and he doesn't want to. So he he recruits Chance to do it, and Chance doesn't want to do it either. It's like, why not? Who cares? I'll go do it at a hospital. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, I didn't understand, especially when your son wants you to do it and you're trying to get in his good graces. Yeah. Put on the fucking outfit. Like, what, is Santa, being Santa like the worst thing? Or do you have some traumatic memory of, like, Santa Claus? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not impossible, but there's so... Wait, you're, we skipped over a couple of things that made me laugh. Okay. One, these kids ask so many questions, the, the hobo. Well, aren't you fascinated by it? I am, but it's also... I don't know, they're like, tell us a story, tell us a story. And he's like, tells them a story, and it, it's never enough. No, they're little kids. I just feel like he puts the one kid to bed, uh, to Bobby to bed, and he's like telling him a story. And he's, yeah. he's in the like, trundle bed. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, "Are you gonna tell me another story?" I just as he's walking out of the room, I just felt like he's gonna be like, "I'll tell you the story of how I wore another man's skin," but that's for another night, Bobby. And he just shuts the light off. He's just like, "Let's play the quiet game." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, see how long you can be quiet. Okay, oh, we'll you talk sleep about after this story. I once knew a hobo named Buffalo Bill. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just killing me. Like he, he was just—he clearly was getting frustrated, but he was being nice about it. The only thing that bothered me about the whole like Charlie Chance thing was Charlie. I felt had good points about everything, right? Like he oh, had yeah. a reason to be mad. No, he but, had a total but, legit. But Chance defends his decision right. at all turns. He never apologizes for, for no reason. He's never like, you know, I'm sorry I left you. I re he never says that in the movie because he's, he's not sorry. He's not. And he I don't. I'm like, how can he defend his position? I 
I do think it was honest of him not to apologize. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but he was—he didn't <sighs> fake apologize either. I just when I he could have been like, "I'm sorry," he wasn't. So he wanted to leave. He didn't. God knows what his mom was like. Maybe she yeah. was a piece of girl. I don't know. It doesn't justify it, but he feels like he did the right thing. But like he obviously wants to reconcile with Charlie, right? Yeah. So he is. He does feel sorry. So he must. Yeah, you're right. That's a but good point. he just never. Mm-hmm. He like they constantly have this argument where like no, I wa-, He's like I'm not going to apologize for being a hobo. It's but like- we do. But we do find out the dad pushed him out too. That the McCraney didn't want him in his life then eventually. Yeah, right. So after so there a is, while. So there is there's, like a there's a, a, a quid pro quo. <laughs> Clarice. Yeah, I. Um, but that kind of bothered me. I I it, I didn't like Chance in this movie that much. <laughs> Like he's a good actor, and he. I just didn't like his. I didn't I like him. He's a classic grandpa, right? Like he comes over, and the kids love him, and the parents are like fuck. But he like didn't understand why people treated hobos like shit either, like or like by people right. were bothered by hobos. Uh, with the permission of the speaker, I uh, shall commence standard uh, public airings. Chronology of and methods by which I. Murdered a hobo for a purpose of recreation, uh, June 8th, 1997. At approximately 3.25 a.m., I approached hobo while said hobo was asleep in parking lot of Victorville area Sizzler. Uh, section 2, I licked my lips. Section 2A, I then produced from within my sport coat one quarter inch torque wrench. Uh, section three, I proceeded to bludgeon said hobo on and about the head, neck, and shoulder. You know why? Because there's probably a lot of stories about hobos like killing people or or stealing or whatever. Yeah, right. Like I, they have a bad rap. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Or at least there's a. But he like was oh why why are you so rude to me? Well, because you're a hobo. Like, that's why I don't trust you. Ugh, fucking chance. So, uh, so they go to the mall. Are we up to the mall? No, we're not there yet. Oh, we'll get okay. there because I, I knew you would. There's two things. Well, all right, go ahead and I'll. So he ends up playing Santa, ends up liking it. But another thing, like, would they really trust this hobo around all these children? Ken, it's the 80s. All right. We like we let Fair people enough. do all kinds of things with kids. There's a lot of whittling in this movie. There is. There's constant wood, wood whittling. <laughs> what I love about the way, about the whole, about the whole, about the Christmas scene or the uh, Santa scene, he's so good at it. He's like, great. He, he killed and it. And he loves it. Right. So what was the problem, Chance? I don't know, Ken. Uh, Charlie buys uh, Chance shoes for Christmas. Hobo always needs shoes. It's true. They did They did a good job. Yeah. So I said, now that he has two pairs of shoes, where does he keep the old ones when he's sleeping? Uh, you know where. Up his ass. <laughs> a hobo always has a leathery butt strap. <laughs> so we also find out that Charlie, uh, before he was a cop, which is why he has no seniority, was he lost his job at a steel mill, and he was scared, and he... Kind of they. This is how they ended up in Salt Lake. So these guys love dying industries. They do. So they they they're the movie's trying to build like that. Charlie is going to start understanding why Chance yeah, made his decision. Exactly. I just have here. Major Dad is a really good actor. Yeah, he's really killed. He's it, man. really good in this movie. All right. So here's your favorite part. The kids take Chance to the mall. I'll let you take this one. Oh guys, this is literally your wheelhouse. I, lo- I love it so much because I wrote down some of the stores. Did you write down any of the stores? I I did, but I'll, I the ones let you take the ones it. that I noticed were Los Tacos. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, if you're in Salt Lake, got to get the tacos. Right, yeah. I mean, they're known for. The Mormons love tacos. They love spicy food. They do. They like anything that agitates the emotions. <laughs> the gold mine? I, the gold mine was yeah, the one that I saw. Would be, and I was like, is that a gold store? Is that, uh, oh, it's a jewelry it, store. It's got to be. Or is that a restaurant? Because it looked like they were in the food court. Oh. It's very confusing. I thought it was. I immediately thought it's jewelry, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it back up because I am curious. Wasn't the gold rush the name of Joe Pesci's place in uh, Casino? 
Yes, it was. <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't really see any of the other ones, but it was a classic '80s mall. Like it had it just it was brown <laughs> and horrible. Yeah, it looked like a, a terrible mall. See, I'm gonna put this. It up. looked like a mall that would be in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna play like, very so drab. Be an arcade. It's an arcade. Holy shit. It's an arcade. God damn it. How do we not notice that? I don't know. I was looking really hard. I didn't rewind it, though. I couldn't see the store next to it. it I've never heard of the gold mine. Have you? No. Was, I guess that was maybe a West Coast chain. The classic yeah. old school yep. pet store. Yeah. Yep. The, the organ store, right? Yep. Every sure. mall had Every the organ. How many could they possibly sell a week? Sometimes it seems like we live in a dull gray world. Well, I found a way to change it. Wonderful things happen with the sounds of a Hammond organ. Only Hammond has features like note accord. Keys stay down after you play each chord, so learning is easy and fun. Make your musical dreams come true with a Hammond organ. Available at Gordon's Music, 263 Genesee Street, downtown Utica. How many One? You, how many would you have to sell to stay in a mall? You, you work in retail. It's got to be high rent. I would say they would have to sell 20 a week. What? There's no fucking way, right? I, I don't. I'm, I'm literally asking. I really don't know. I, that like, would be my guess. Let's you figure they're they're. I mean, in the eight, right? Let's say that's how much do you think an organ was in the? It's just a ridiculous conversation. Five hundred bucks. Yeah, like a nor like a normal, like well, not rent a big is one. Probably at least two thousand in 1987. Right. Then you have plus overhead. all the overhead. You have the bills. You have the staff. Heating, I mean, lighting. Maybe not twenty, but ten to fifteen. I would say to make good to make. I think, a successful I think you're right. I just can't. Uh, the fact that there was one in every mall means something. I guess. I mean, they went away, but. No, but I just feel like people didn't buy. <laughs> oh, this is also what I want to show you. This is clearly. I these like real cutaways. Yeah, scenes. that's clearly news that's footage. That's clearly really Salt Lake City. Yeah, it's, video, it's videotape, not film. You of can the tell rails. the difference. Yeah, exactly. I noticed so, that too. Uh, I'm going to look up the gold mine. Is curious. that guy right there making stew? <laughs> Holy shit, he is. <laughs> you're right. Oh, my God. We missed so much. I know. I want to see if I can find it. It might have just been like a Plaza Arcade, which was I wasn't. Oh no, that was on the one on twenty on a uh, forty six. What was the one called in, in uh, Wayne Hills Mall? I don't even know. I don't even it, know. There like, was Fun and Games was in Willowbrook. I think they all just had their yeah own. But th- there thing. were like chains in other places. Was though. there? Yeah, there was. Like oh. like Spaceport was a chain. Oh okay, I didn't ever knew that. Uh, uh, yeah. So earlier in the film, he says you should always have quarters. Remember? Yeah. He's like, yeah, because he, he talks about keeping quarters in his shoes. Is he a big gamer? I think so. I hope so. I, that would be great if he made all his money playing like Pac-Man. If like Billy Mitchell came into this movie, <laughs> his, with his, was his rival. <laughs> That's a deep cut, guys. If you don't know, who, if you don't know who Billy Mitchell is, watch The King of Kong. I could predict right now there'll be a Billy Mitchell clip going in right here. It, so be ready for that. It's my favorite documentary. It's it's amazing. Billy Mitchell, video game player of the century. rather simple if you want to get a perfect game you walk up you put your quarter in you press start you eat every dot you eat every prize every energizer and on every energizer you got to get all four guys every time if you miss a guy you're done if you miss a prize you're done you miss anything you're done you die one time you're done Bill Mitchell is the Jerry Rice or the Michael Jordan of all the video game players. Man, he's he's phenomenal. Very loud, very outspoken, very confrontational. And one of the lines he would always say to me is, Steve, when I met you, I was but the learner, but now I am the master. But then when they go to the photo booth, 
75 cents. Guess who has quarters? Grandpa Chance. Hobo. Granddad. <laughs> I know you love you, you love calling him Chance. I don't, <laughs> I, know. I don't know how I feel about Chance it. Chance the granddad. Chance Grosvenor. All right, so well, Chance's idea for the kids' Christmas gift for their dad. <laughs> so his idea for Christmas was to have all the hobos to come over and have a big family Christmas. What? <laughs> so the That's guy, crazy. So the guy who's mad that you're here, the one hobo. Who's anti-hobo. Yeah, he's a cop. I mean, you know what I he mean? He does not like vagrants. He, he doesn't want vagrants in his home around his children. In his domicile? They they clearly took stuff. It just sounds like an awful gift. You know... Who wants people in their house? You know Grodner did the business with Cincinnati Herald in that bedroom. <laughs> right on the trundle bed. Yeah, yeah, they broke it. Oh, it's like it's not it's a, a haunting st- image. It's not as sturdy as a boxcar. That's <laughs> <laughs> used to, to, to haul lumber. <laughs> I know who's hauling lumber. So Cincinnati, Cincinnati is the worst. He is such a jerk. I love him. So I love much. him too. He was so good. He was. So, Why does Chance so even good. hang out with him? And I that was no my thought was be like, oh, because they're together. They're a couple. Well, they're very clearly intimate. Like it's it's not clear that they're lovers. But no, they, I they, mean they're not going to say that in a 1987 TV movie. But I think it's there's some they're more than friends. Yeah, it's very strange. Not very strange. It was just like they were. The subtext was they were lovers, but they, right. they, they very clearly were not going to say. Yeah. He's a hobo who left his family and also fucks Cincinnati Herald. <laughs> Which, by the way, Cincinnati Herald sounds like a sex move. <laughs> like where, you, where you put chili on top of your spaghetti. <laughs> you, you can guess what the chili is. Oh, my God. That's so gross. <laughs> All right. So another question I have. <laughs> I wrote that at the bottom of my page. Cincinnati Herald is a garbage person. <laughs> Sorry. So, all right. Maybe you can answer this question for me. Why do all these hobos know how to cook? (laughs) They're good. Apparently, they're good. Why are they all world class chefs? Okay. Or bakers. Yeah, that. This is what I didn't get. They never are around ovens. No. I mean, they had hobo. They're around fire. Right. Like I could understand if they were like, "Oh, we have all this venison. We need to cook it." Right. They'd be like, "Oh, okay. Here, take it outside and you know, put it in this garbage can and then eat it." Right, that would have made sense to me if they like were in their wheelhouse. Sure you don't wear gloves, right? But I'm sure they're not eating turkeys in the wild. You know what I mean? Like those animals, they're they're mean and they're hard to pluck. Like, yeah. why would you do that? They they know everything there is about. It. It's like it, they went oh, to cooking okay. school. So here's school. what I think. I didn't it didn't occur to me until just now. They seem to pay their way by cooking in these. So maybe they got taught, like short order cooks. Well, or you know how sometimes they will like teach people how to do the thing like. If you go to like a food bank or something like this, they'll show you how to yeah, cook, yeah, yeah. and then you work the thing, and they'll pay you for it. But they'll they they basically they'll they'll cheat you for free, and then let you work there to make some. I money. got you. So I maybe that's you. how they. All right, they, fair but enough. But they are really good. Yeah, they are like very like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, exactly. Like this is just what they do. They travel the world like Robert Irvine, and they're just like in there from a restaurant Impossible, <laughs> and they just go. They walk into any kitchen. Like, all right, here's what we have to do: chop up this, do that, and they all have. They're like Voltron. They all have a different job. It's <laughs> a good analogy. So Christmas morning comes, and yes, we get another scene of the hobo bathroom, where I want to see the whole movie filmed in the hobo bathroom. It is my favorite bathroom scene, except for Top Gun, <laughs> or locker room scene, I guess, yes. you know, more accurately. <laughs> but it's great. It's almost as aggressive. It goes on so long. It is. Like, it's great. Cincinnati Herald is shaving poorly. Yeah. It's he very, should know that by now. He's very weird. It, he's like not looking at the mirror and he's just, he's just guessing. Like, he's just dragging the it's just very weird. And then but it's like it takes a while for you to figure out what's going on and they start to sing jingle bells. Yeah. But it takes I, at least a minute of silence before they sing. It's uh, like you hear 
And, and, and Cincinnati Herald just hates Christmas. Yeah. He said he wants to sleep through the day. Yeah. He's like, the worst place to be is anywhere on Christmas, is what he says. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Look, it's the night after the animal speak. It is true. It's. <laughs> I love it, though. I love, I love that he has a point of view. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right. So we're back to the family, and they're exchanging gifts, and Bobby gets his own hobo knife. Good for you, Bobby. These what gifts, are you going to do with it? What, what do you give a seven-year-old? A sharp knife. <laughs> you know, he's going to be killing animals. Like, it's just, there's no good comes of this. I, I laugh so hard. Ugh. So the hobos, they have their, their dinner with the family. Uh, Cincinnati's still miserable. Now we get to uh, Chance gives his gift to Charlie, which is a full-scale model train set that he builds in two days. Okay. Now, see here, I disagree with you. Oh. That train set looks like a piece of shit. All right. Be that as it may. It, it looks like- It's very intricate. It's as real as Slim's beard in the kitchen. <laughs> it's so bad. It's huge, though. It's it's the size of his table, and he built it in two days on his spare time. I, that, Where did he get all this stuff? Where did he get the trains? He has no yeah, car. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He, maybe the Where trains, was he getting this stuff? Maybe the trains were in the basement, and he like stole them uh, away, maybe he's on the track. Maybe. I just thought it sucked. I looked at that thing. I was like, this is it? Yeah, I actually I thought it was the worst possible gift he could have given him. So so imagine this now, imagine if you will. Yeah, you're you're fucking McCraney. And it's fine right? with me. Your dad has left as a hobo. Okay, to ride the rails. He, yeah, he has disappeared from your life for basically twenty to twenty five mm-hmm. years. He comes back out of nowhere to see you. You don't want to see him. He stays anyway. He ingratiates himself with your kids, mm-hmm. and then as a gift, he gives you the toy train you never got, which is also the thing that took him away yeah. from his family. Yeah. I, he I, got. He left to ride the rails. Here's and a you, reminder. And you give him a fucking train. Here's a reminder. Did he put a little hobo on? There, and says, "Here's your dad." There's me. Go away. Yeah, yeah, I have in here. Does, does everything? Oh. Does everything with this guy have to be about trains? That'd be great. He's like, oh, I made. I made. <laughs> <laughs> Do you also like Star Trek: The Next like, Generation? I, I, I made you a mock volcano. It's a train set. They're like, that's not a volcano. It's a train. He's like, I don't. What the fuck? He just doesn't understand. <laughs> he calls everything trains. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it was very underwhelming. So uh, uh, Charlie gets uh, uh, Bobby a dog and Kathy a piano for Christmas. You're skipping over what might be my second favorite part. Oh, of the okay, movie. go ahead. So, he, so okay, so this entire sequence. So they bring out the gift, right? And it's as big as the dinner table with all the people at it. Yeah, and they're basically like, "Fuck you, hobos! Move your food!" Yeah, like they just make they just like throw their <laughs> shit on the floor. And so the hobos are sitting there, haven't probably had a nice meal like this in a long time. But then when they show when they give them the gift, every single person at the table gets a reaction shot. Really? Every hobo gets a chance to go. <gasps> it's it, it's so good. Oh, here we go. Since <laughs> Harold looks so defeated. Yeah. Or at least it's snowing. Like again, a movie yeah. that got it right. Yeah. Like it's snowy, it's cold. Oh, those eighties pants. Oh, they're back. Those pants. The high waisted pants in general are back. It's high like waisted a, jeans. It's like a little tight in the butt. All these girls in the city have high waisted jeans on. I, I I can't wait till it's over. I don't mind if I can see your behind. Mm. But this is yeah, I don't I don't go for that. Those are like hammer pants. Who, who's the lady? I don't know. She was just there. She's, she's like a, a neighbor. But see, she's got the hots for Cincinnati. Yeah, has that leather hat on. Oof, look at that look. She. So when they show the reaction shots, you'll see the carrying this piano. Why does that one guy wear like a leather bandolier? Did you notice that? I, I thought he was wearing like a jacket. <laughs> I love this part. It's like, all right, hobos, move your dinner. Said, move your shit. <laughs> see what I mean? He's got like that weird thing. Oh on. yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what it holds. That's where his hobo knife is. Yeah, this lady has such the hots for Cincinnati Herald and. 
uh, hobo granddad is not having it. So you look at him, he's so disappointed in her. He's <laughs> so miserable. No, I love it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this movie this movie's better with no dialogue I actually really like it it's like a Charlie Chaplin movie well alright time to get your gift uh, I really I, I decided I really don't like Chance in this movie yeah it's he's tough to like yeah they really I, I do like that they didn't play to the audience that much they didn't make him so likable that you couldn't you know what I mean you were like rooting for him the whole time oh stupid speech about his thing. I thought, what can I give you to remind you that I left <laughs> every day? I have just the thing. I looked at the little girl, too. She uh, She's Puerto Rican. Oh, really? Yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> so I was like, these kids don't really look like Gerald McCraney, but we don't, no. know, we don't know what the wife was right. like. There's literally not one photo or no. story about her. Somebody got skis for Christmas. You see I that? saw that. Well, they have a ski- he has a skiing story. Remember? Oh, that's right, yeah. I actually like her hair. I thought this was going to yeah, be like an right. 80s haircut. Yeah. It's very it's very chic. <laughs> I forgot how long this is. Jesus Christ. Bring out the motherfucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, All right, move your shit. Get the gravy boat. What is it wrapped in? It's like a blanket. Like an Afghan? What the hell is oh, he? Oh, yeah. Was he right. Chewbacca? Yeah. yeah, you're right. Look how shitty this is. This is a piece of shit. <laughs> Come on, Ken. I know, but it looks like it is the United States. I didn't notice that first. Is it all. really? Yeah, go back a little bit. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. You know what? I yeah, I didn't think about it when I saw it, but you're right. And like, look at me, so proud. But of for him to make it in two days, I guess. <laughs> oh, see, so watch. They each get a reaction shot. <laughs> okay, who this, is that guy? This guy. Here we go. What about you two? Yep. Okay, you're in. Cheese. What about the black guy? Yep, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person at the table got their own reaction shot to the train going around. Oh my god. These are grown adults, and they're supposed to be excited about Ugh. this. This is, that's how you know it's 1987. Garbage. So Kathy, gets, we like this movie. Kathy get, I know. Kathy gets the piano, and uh, Chance asks her to go play Christmas carols, and they go over and they play Chopsticks. Yeah, I thought they were gonna play Jump by Van Halen. <laughs> I thought that'd be hilarious. Chopsticks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it was not very a weird. Carol. Very weird. So uh, we start to wrap up the movie. The girlfriend decides to not take the job in San Francisco. Which, again, why? Yeah, why? What right. is the point? He's Salt like, Lake City is that big of a draw? He like okay. makes her stay. He's like, I want to be with you. She's like, all right, I'll stay. I'm like, what? No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why would you want this in your life? The hobo dad, the two shitty kids, McCraney? This is all a mess. Ugh. So Chance leaves to go be a hobo again. Everyone's sad that he left. So it's late at night. Everybody's depressed. And they decide to go track him down at the rail yard. They ask him to stay. Of course he does. He breaks, And then Chance breaks up with his lover, Cincinnati. Yeah, that was really sad. It was a little rough. He gave him the scarf, though, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, and everyone hit, lives happily ever after. But do they? Well, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're, they decide to get into the furniture business together, right? Yeah. At the, right, yeah they're gonna, right at the right moment. Great. Yeah. Chance and Charlie's furniture. Hobo furniture. Great. And that brings us to the end of A Hobo's Christmas. So, Kyle, <sighs> out of five hobo knives, <laughs> what would you give this movie? I give it... I give it four bowls of hobo stew. Yeah, I think this was this a good one. I really liked this. I mean, as much as like we had problems with it, and made fun of it. It, it was it was a good movie, and it clocked in an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, it was perfect. For, it, it, yeah, it, it killed it. Yeah, I would give it. I would give it a solid four. You can enjoy the acting in the movie and still laugh at it. It does everything yeah, well. The acting was really good. Yeah, Lori was good. Which, it had batshit yeah. crazy moments. Yeah, and that's really all I ask for. Yeah, I want hobos. Yeah, the hobos were great. They were terrible. They actors. were good. There was enough of the hobos, I think. Yeah, without it being the whole movie, right? And I did like that they were there at the end because it was called a hobos Christmas, right? I and there was it. enough crazy '80s stuff in it. I felt so. It was I, I liked it? I liked that. I would definitely, I would definitely watch this again. Yeah, is it? Some of the other movies we've watched, I don't think I would ever watch them again. Agreed. I wrote down, very satisfying ending, grown men feeling feelings. 
That's right. And it was yeah. good. They like he it was came good. around. They like yeah. apo- sort of apologize, you know. Can All you, right. Do you have any uh, Hall of Fame nominees? You know, I think I have one nominee. Okay. I think the hobo knife, and that's more of like a um. He wouldn't get a, it. Wouldn't get a plaque, but I think that's a good thing. Like you know how they have like Babe Ruth's bat in the oh, Hall right. of Fame. Okay, so it's like an object. Yeah, but um, I think that's fair. Because I, I, I mean, I think Cincinnati could be nominated. I thought, but about I just it. think he's typecast and he's this that guy in every movie. Agreed. It's like in his wheelhouse. Right. I was going to nominate one food, and I think you know what it is. Hobo stew made in a garbage can. That's fair enough. I feel like we see a lot of food things, especially in the Christmas ones. Yeah. And so I'm creating a new category of <laughs> Hall of Fame food. That's, that's fine. And I think Hobo stew has to be yeah, nominated. It's gotta, it's yeah. It's the Thai Cobb of Christmas food. <laughs> it's an old, it's old racist food. It is that we still for honor sure. for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but probably shouldn't. <laughs> ah, so good. All right, Ken. We have a new game this week yes. based on today's uh, movie. Okay. Two sets of games okay. related to hobos. All right. Get the theme. Go to sleep, you weary hobo. <laughs> Let the towns drift slowly by. That is Hobo's Lullaby. <laughs> By who? Arlo Guthrie. Oh, okay. That yeah, makes sense, right? All right, so the first game is figuring out which of two choices has at some point been elected Hobo, King, or Queen. <laughs> so every single year, the Hobos gather in Brit, Iowa, for the Hobo Convention, where they elect a king and a queen. Where else would it be? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's the only place. So these were harder to find than I thought. So there used to be an online uh, database that got... Hobo.com is no longer owned, so if somebody wants to buy it... <laughs> We, we should actually look into. So I have a bunch of choices. So one of these is a hobo king or queen, and one is not. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Railroad tie Lenny, <laughs> steam train Maury. <laughs> <laughs> so the, which one is real? Yeah, which one was a hobo king or queen? Uh, they could both be real hobos, but only one of them All right, well, has been elected. Well, what was the first one? Railroad tie Lenny. <laughs> I'm going to go with Robo Tyletti. Oh, incorrect. Steam Train Mori. One of the most famous hobo kings, actually. Okay, I just have one question. I'll keep it to one. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what are the criteria to oh, be elected king? So, you have to be nominated by a fellow hobo, and then when you go to the hobo convention, you're interviewed by a panel of five hobos who ask hobo-specific questions. So, in like, super specific. They'll ask you things like, how long is the bridge in... Dubuque, Iowa. How long is it to get across from this place to this place? And you have to know. Wow. Right. It's super specific. Um, you have to have a platform. You have to have like things you want to do, presumably. Okay. I'm trying to remember. There's like another... Oh, shit. What was the other thing? I'll have to look it up. Uh, but there are rules, right? But then you get it gets voted on. So last year, it was the first time ever that the hobo king and queen are actually married in real life. Wow. Yeah. Yes, that was very exciting for them. <laughs> I'll tell you this. One of them is on this list. Okay. <laughs> I'll never know which one. Nope. Not sure I remember either. All right, so you got one wrong. Okay. Um, play along at home if you can beat if you can beat Ken's score. I'll send you a special prize from the Mudbutt Studios prize box. I think I already know what it is. I'll tell Ken after. Hobo lump. 
or Connecticut Shorty. <laughs> Come on. Um, and I will tell you this, they're both women. Uh, I got to go Lump. Correct. Hobo Lump was a queen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Swizzle Stick Sammy <laughs> or Minneapolis Jim. That was not very creative. <laughs> Look, I just... I'm going to go with uh, Minneapolis Jim. That's correct. Okay. It's a common naming convention, right? Like Cincinnati Herald. Right. It's very... It's like it's like out of the hobo rulebook that you can... Usually your name should be someplace where you're from or where you hail from. You're okay. not from there, you know? You think of it as your home base. Okay. Which makes this next one very difficult. <laughs> Tulsa Terry or Denver Mike. Denver Mike sounds like a like a like a Midwest taco stand, right? Or like a or like a, a sports radio show. Uh, I'll go with the first one. Tulsa Terry, yeah, incorrect. Uh-huh. Denver Mike is a hobo king. I, sh- I should have got like the the horns to play, like the royal horns. Like, <laughs> oh, this one's maybe my favorite one. The next two probably. I mean, oh, you know, what? I'll, I'll end with those. Those are the best ones. Hobo named Steam Train or Coal Car. That's it. That's just their names. Oof. I like coal car. It sounds good, right? Yeah. I made that one up. Steam train. <laughs> now we know what your hobo name's going to be. <laughs> so some of these I made up. Some of them are real hobos that just were not king or queen. Okay. I, I, Puzzle Stick Sammy I made up. <laughs> That's um, a good one. Railroad Tie Lenny I made up. Connecticut Shorty's a real one. I think Tulsa Terry I made up. Um, <laughs> yeah, That's what I do with my life. Um, Iron Horse Brad. <laughs> Or mailbox Malone. <laughs> I love I love these so much. Uh, Brad, correct. Iron Horse Brad you is correct. Mailbox, yeah. Malone. <laughs> mailbox Malone. I definitely made up. The Utah Jazz was in my mind the whole time. <laughs> Captain Dingo or A number one. I'll go. I'll go. Captain Dingo. Incorrect. Oh. Real, real hobo, though. Okay. A number one is the most famous hobo king. He was like the first hobo king of the 1930s. Which he'd be A number one. Makes sense. All right. Count. I did poorly. So far, one, two, three, <clears throat> four wrong, three right. Oh, I only had nine. So, no, I got ten. Okay. So, three left. All right. All right. Minneapolis Jewel or Honeypot Heather? Mm. Hobo Queens. Minneapolis Jewel. Correct. Right. Back to 500. Back to 500. So, these last two will determine it. <sighs> April Hotfeet Smithson. You <laughs> 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 made me laugh. April Hotfeet Smithson. These are basically <laughs> and one basketball names. <laughs> I should have thought of that. That's a better game. Hobo name or and <laughs> yeah, one Yeah, that's a good game. Oh, uh, shit. That's all right. right. Well. This is what happens when you can't tell me what you're doing. That's true. That's true. That's a good punch up. April Hot Feet. <laughs> making me laugh. <laughs> April Hot Feet Smithson or Dawn Sunrise DeVito? Oh, God. I got to go Hot Feet. No, I made that one up. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I know. I, I laugh for a good 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, all right. This is your chance to go 500. See, this is the game you could easily trick me because you, know, uh, yeah. you know what I'm going to find funny. It, 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 but some of these are real. Like or Some of the fake ones are real names. Like Honeypot, is Honeypot, a couple of these are real fake ones. All right, last one. Todd Adman Waters or Clarence Suitcase Williams? Uh, I like Suitcase. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh. Todd, Ad, Todd Adman Waters is also a famous hobo king, apparently. Like one of the best yeah, known. So, right. Oof, that was a... Uh, Hobo, Hobo community is very upset with me. 
Yeah, that's a poor that's a poor showing for you in one of these games, yeah. I have to say. Yeah, that was a better. tough game. I had no idea which way to go. All right, this one will be a lot easier. These are which celebrities have hoboed in their life? Oh, I like so this. So which of these two celebrities? Okay. There's only uh, what, I have four. Okay. Dr. Drew Pinsky Oof. or Dr. Phil McGraw? Oh, I got to go with Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil McGraw yeah. has hoboed, correct. He looks like a hobo. Famous beat writer Jack Kerouac okay. or bard of the Great Depression John Steinbeck? Mm. Yeah, go Kerouac on that. Correct. Yeah. Oh, you're good at Yeah, these. he seems like he would hobo. Early boxers, Homer Smith mm-hmm. or Jack Dempsey? This, I feel like everybody was a hobo back then. I'll go with Jack Dempsey. Correct. Yeah. All right. This is your, what, three, four for four? Three, four. Last one, Robert Mitchum or Humphrey Bogart? Ooh. So Robert Mitchum from Night of the Hunter, mm-hmm. Humphrey Bogart from other movies. Casablanca. Yeah. Could, could not think Pretty of Casablanca. That's sad. Uh, I'll go Mitchum. Correct. Oh, yeah. wow. Good yeah. job. There were a lot of famous people who hoboed. Yeah. I was, That's I was surprising. It was a surprising list. These are all from Wikipedia, so, you know. Yeah, but still. Take, do what you want with that knowledge. Dr. Phil was a hobo? Yeah. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Well, it's been the hobo guessing game. Write this song about hobos. Arlo Guthrie is what he does. I know. That's a hobo's lullaby. Is it? <laughs> All right, Ken, we only have one thing left to do. That is, of course, <laughs> the Celebrity Net Worth game. Word up. Cash Take rules you everything the around joint. me. Cream, get the here money. Here we go. Dollar, Check dollar this bill, shit. Yeah. I grew up on the crime side, the New York time side. Staying alive was no job. At second hands, moms bounced on over. All right. Got a lot of names for you today. Oof, this is going to be ugly. First, out of these three people, mm-hmm. the stars are three men and a baby. Mm. Ted Danson, Steve Gutz Gutenberg, mm-hmm. Tom Selleck. Mm-hmm. Put them in order. Right now? Like current? As far as I know. I didn't have historical celebrity net worth. That's, that's a good website, though. I, w- I would love to know that. I'll go Danson. I'll go Selleck and the Gutz. Correct. Yeah. That Correct. was pretty easy. That's a yeah. good warm-up. Yeah, that's why it's first. Do you want to guess on the numbers yeah, on I those? do. I didn't even think... I mean, obviously, I didn't know that that would be because I can't do my formula now. <laughs> yeah, I try to I'll anticipate go, what things will come up. And then. Yeah, I'll go Ted Danson. Ooh, he's got to be worth a ton of money. I was surprised at the number. I mean, I figured he was worth a decent amount because Cheers was on forever and he was on other... He was on CSI. Yeah. Like, those are good-paying shows, you know. So you were surprised high or low? High. Still oh, surprised okay. high, though. Like, I just didn't... I think he's like... Unless he got some of that Whoopi Goldberg money when they 85 million. Oh, wow. He went high. Okay. 60. All right. But, yeah. I mean, when I hear it now, maybe not surprising. When I saw it, I thought, oh, yeah. shit, this guy he, is... he was the lead in, like, three or four sitcoms, and he's on one now. That's true. Like, Becker was on for a while. Yeah. I mean, nobody watched it, I'm sure. But... Right, but he probably got paid. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, Selleck, um, he's in some movies, obviously, where he was the star... And he was obviously on Magnum P.I. Uh, he's on Friends for a little bit. He's on Blue Bloods. Yeah, he's on Blue Bloods. Does, he's your, da- does your dad watch that show? No. I know he gets mad at the cop shows because they're not like Yeah, accurate. he doesn't. The only ones he liked, he liked uh, He liked The Wire. He liked Homicide Life in the Street, which is the same guy, yeah, isn't yeah. it? The couple of them. He liked Hill Street Blues was his favorite all-time of show. Of course, yeah. of course. I'll go Selleck at like 40. Oh, very good. 45 million. Yeah. And nice the Goots. The Goots is still working. Um, I'll go like 18 for him. Fifteen million. Yeah, yeah. You're a little high today, but this is still yeah, pretty good. In the range. So I want you to write down this number then. So seventy-five and forty-five. Okay. So whatever that total is, one twenty. Okay. Just remember that. Okay. So earlier in the Wayback Machine, we also heard about a little show that dominated Thursday night. Mm-hmm. 
the Cosby Show. <laughs> I want you to put in order Keisha Knight Pulliam, mm-hmm. Tempest Bledsoe, Markham, Malcolm Jamal Warner, and Lisa Bonet. Wait, so what do you want me to do with them? Put them in order? Or? Yeah, put uh, them in order. All right, so we got Rudy, we got <laughs> Vanessa, <laughs> Theo, put Rudy. the cockroach, I don't see him. <laughs> and Lisa Bonet was the last one? And he, yeah, Lisa Bonet. Which, what was her character's name? I forgot. Uh, Jim- uh, she went to. A How did world. I forget? I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I always watched... didn't. I I hated her character. We've so seen didn't... every episode of I, A Different I, World. I know the only ones. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Oof, this is really hard. It is a nail biter. I will tell you that it, right off the bat. Yeah. Oof. I'll go Benet. She got some of that Lenny Kravitz money. See that? Yeah. That's this is where it always gets interesting with Celebrity Network. Then I'll go Pulliam because I think she's still working. Okay. I'll go because Vanessa had that talk show. Oh yeah. But I don't, it wasn't on very long. I'll go Theo and then Vanessa. Theo. Theo, then Vanessa. Yeah. But I could have flip-flopped those two. You're going to be, you're out of your mind blown. Okay. Tempest Bledsoe, number one. Wow. Keisha Knight Pulliam, number two. All right, I had number two, right? And a tie for third with MJW and Lisa Bonet. Wow, I guess uh, Tempest Bledsoe is, I wonder how she made her money. Maybe she's a producer? Yeah, could I, be. Again, it's like those things you couldn't possibly know. Right. Maybe she's, she had some early Apple stock. <laughs> Do you want to guess uh, what what her number is, Tempest Bozo? I mean, I feel bad for them because they're not getting any money anymore because he's a scumbag. But that was years of residuals. I mean, because uh, Cosby Show wasn't on that much anymore, was it? It was on a lot. Still? still. Yeah, it was okay. on, because I, I watched it. It was on, uh, Nick at, not, maybe not Nick at Night, but one of those, like, they would run like six or seven oh, like in TV a row. Land. Yeah. So I'll go Bledsoe, 15. Close. Yeah, 13 million. I'll go uh, Pulliam, 10, then, like, really, then, like, 8. Ex- all excellent. So it was 13, 12, 10. Okay. That's close, though. Yeah. Well, at least they're all worth money. I mean, still. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a good. nice living. Because they really haven't been working as, like, and They probably have, like, retirement. You know, they still have yeah, money. You know. But they, I'm glad none of them are broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? All right. So from our last uh, quiz, mm-hmm. Celebrities Who've Hoboed. <laughs> Who's worth more? Mm-hmm. Dr. Phil McGraw. Yeah. Robert Mitchum. I also put in Arthur Miller, author of Death of a Salesman, the inspiration for A Hobo's Christmas. And Muhammad Ali as a as a placeholder for Jack Dempsey. So All right, so uh McGraw, Dr. Phil Mitchum, who's the third one again? Arthur Miller. Okay. And Muhammad Ali. Dr. Phil, I think, is number one, I would say. Correct. Okay. Um Mitchum and Miller, I have no idea. Both deceased, so that well, may influence. So is Ali. Yeah, but I th- yeah, I guess he's more true. recent. I just think of him as I don't know like how much of his money he even had left. Like, ugh. yeah, it's like trying to guess James Brown. He could be negative, you know. You don't know. I'll go Mitchum, Ali, Miller. Oh, okay, interesting. No, Muhammad Ali's still worth money. He was okay. Yeah, it, because I, I see what you I see the thinking though. Fifty five million for Ali, and yeah, ten each close. for Miller and Mitchum. Okay. okay. Oh, so I uh, got two more. Okay. So Keisha Knight Pulliam, mm-hmm. who was she was what twelve? I think mm-hmm. you said right. Or Gerald McCraney. Oh, that's a good one. That's got to be really close. I'll say McCraney like at like fourteen, pulling him at twelve. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. Joe McCraney eight million. Really? All I right. really thought he'd be worth more. Again, the Delta Burke money. I thought. Yeah. yeah. And he was uh, Major Dad was on a long time, wasn't it? Like, at least five seasons. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's on other shows after that. I feel like. Yeah. And he's, he must have been in stuff before. He's kind of like a Tom Selleck, too, where he does these TV movies you've never heard of. Yeah. Like, he plays cowboys and shit. And... But still, he hasn't worked in 30 years. Yeah. Anyway. And he's still worth that money, so good for him. <laughs> 
And that was never, you know what the difference is too? I don't think that was ever syndicated. Or not to the, certainly not to the level of Cosby show. No, no, absolutely not. But I don't remember ever that being on. But reruns. I also think, in the and Cos- I never watched it. But my theory holds on ensemble cast that the, I bet those kids did not get paid that much money, even, even in residuals. They're, it's they a have long not time. worked, and they are still all worth over ten million. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, it, and that's been off for three or four years too. But by that logic, I feel like they would have a lot more than McCraney. Do you know what I mean? It would be like thirty but million they, to five. But he was the star of the show. Right, this is my point. Like, I think that goes a long way, even if you oh, don't oh, okay. syndication. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just don't think it was on long enough. That show, Cosby was on ten years at least, right? Eighty four to ninety four, something like that. I think it's a little less, but yeah, yeah, it's ninety two, maybe. It's a good, it might only be six years. It might only be eighty four to ninety. Maybe hmm. I don't think I think it was on longer than that. Because Different right. World was on. It, w- it was on for five or six seasons. All right, okay. last one. Mm-hmm. Ted Danson, Steve Gutenberg, Tom Selleck together. One, yeah, versus Phil McGraw. Doctor, wow, Phil. So that was the 120, right? Was those three? Correct. Okay. Oof. No, I think Dr. Phil is worth more than that. I think Dr. Phil is at like 150. Incorrect, actually. I When I originally drew this up, I, I did this for, for myself before I looked at Dr. Okay. Phil, and I thought it would be Dr. Phil, but it's not. Huh. Dr. Phil, only 88 million. Only. 88 million. Are you nuts? <laughs> Where is my money? <laughs> <sighs> That's, I mean, I, I'm, it makes me feel a little better. Because he sucks. Yeah, he's the worst. He's a piece of shit. Are you nuts? <laughs> he's a... Oh, Cosby Show, 92. You okay. Were right, you were right. So I don't eight, know why I had 90 in my head. Nine seasons, probably. Yeah. Right, 83, 84 to 91, yeah, 84, 84. All right, well, that has been Celebrity Net Worth. All right, and that brings us to the end of episode three of Hobo's Christmas. I uh, definitely recommend watching this one. Like we said, Kyle, you would agree, right? Yeah, and it's free on YouTube. So. Yep, yep, it's definitely free. It's good quality um, yeah. for it being 30 years old. It's hard to find to pay for it. Like, I would have paid for it if right. I could have found it. So that That's the end of episode three, and Kyle's going to hit us up with what's on for the next episode. See you on the next Cyber Police Podcast. Overwhelmed widower Seth Webster needs help raising his two sons, Judd and Jason. Mrs. Cooper. Mrs. Larson. Sandy, thank you very much. Seriously, don't worry about the fire. This stuff happens all the time. You don't need a housekeeper. You need a miracle. Just in the nick of time, help appears at his door. Mr. Webster? Yes. I'm Emily Merkel. Starring James Vanderbeek. I stopped playing piano the day my wife died. And Doris Roberts. Judd and Jason. How'd you know? It's written on your forehead. It's Mrs. Miracle.